0: to Hot Flash Mama podcast. Not everybody has had the uh, privilege of being in perimenopause and menopause twice. Yes, twice, about 20 years apart. I was in menopause in my late 20s, early 30s. And now in my 50s, I am so blessed to be in it again. And I want to share my story with you, hopefully help you ease through any symptoms that you might be going through, I love to use the natural approach. I am a certified nutritional consultant and I studied to be a naturopath and I'm hoping to help you guys use maybe what worked for me, give you some peace during this journey, and hopefully we'll do some laughing too. This is part two of a four-part series. Last week on part one, we talked about hot flashes, night sweats, vaginal dryness, and then this week, we are going to be talking about reduced libido, insomnia, mood changes, when and how long. If you missed last week's episode, don't forget to go check it out. As always, my episodes, I design them to be short and sweet to the point. I will always try to post links in the description so that if you're wanting to try the same thing that worked for me, or any of the things that I talk about, it's incredibly convenient. Just click on the link that is in the description. Please know this is never intended to replace what your doctor has for you. So always seek your doctor's opinion or advice before starting any healthcare program. Question number one, what is the average age women start experiencing perimenopausal symptoms? Women can start having symptoms as early as their 30s, early 30s even, depending on circumstances, but the average naturally occurring depletion of hormones where women start going through menopause in the, as far as the average for the last, 20, 30 years has been around 45 to 55. We are seeing that that age is starting to creep up. And that has a lot to do with the environmental changes, the hormones in our foods. It can change with diet, with uh, exercise, the things that we put into our body and on our body. We also see a lot of increased medically induced or surgical menopause, which means you've had a partial or a full hysterectomy at an earlier age, those women can experience perimenopausal symptoms as early as when the surgery happens. There's also the medically induced through hormones or medications, which is what I experienced when I went through it because of birth control And that was in my late 20s and early 30s. It completely caught me off guard since I was so young and I had no idea what was happening. That is one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast. Some women have had it because they are taking chemotherapy or they've had radiation. And those are all reasons that we can have perimenopausal symptoms and we can be in early menopause. That leads us into question number two, how long can it last? The actual time length for most women that go through a natural perimenopause and menopause can last anywhere between seven and 14 years. Again, diet and exercise, the environment, whether it is surgical, medical, or natural can all have an impact on that timeline. So that is just a basic rule of thumb. Some people have zero symptoms at all. They don't even know that they've been through it. And that can happen to about 25% of the people that go through menopause. If you're interested in really digging in and learning more information on that, The book, What Your Doctor May Not Tell You About Menopause, Dr. John Lee. He actually has several books about menopause, premenopause, perimenopause. They're very informative, but I would just dive into the first one, the menopause one, and that can give you a lot of background information. All right, number three, reduced libido. Now, I'm going to try really hard to keep this one as short as I can, but it's a really big thing for women. As a matter of fact, it can happen pretty early in life. I know women in their 30s that struggle with a reduced libido. I plan on focusing mostly on perimenopausal and menopausal reasons. But these can also benefit a lot of people. Last week, I talked about vaginal dryness. And I'll be honest, that is probably one of the number one reasons women that are going through perimenopause and menopause Struggle with their sex life. And I mentioned some solutions to that, but also the problems that go along with it. Vaginal dryness can lead to tearing and itchiness. It can lead to painful intercourse. Personal lubricants can be great for that. And I posted some in last week's, but I'll also post a few in my description. But if you really want to dig into that, last week's episode covered a lot more information. Another amazing thing that hormonal changes can affect is your body odor. A lot of women start noticing body odor changes during this time. I, for one, really noticed that my feet started to smell and I never had that problem prior to not even when I was in menopause the first time around, did I notice anything like that. But most women notice either their sweat, they notice that body odor is a little more intense, or they may notice more vaginal odor. And that is something that what most people try to do is overcorrect. So be careful not to overcleanse that area. We have a natural good bacteria that is in the vagina to help keep it healthy and if there is odor, again, water is going to be great for that. And using your progesterone cream, trying to balance the hormones. But guess what? It's it's never as bad as you think it is. And if it is that bad, you probably have some type of a something going on down there. So you might want to check with your, your doctor because you could have some vaginosis or some type of a bacteria that is a not good. And that could be causing it. So make sure you're cautious. I again mentioned progesterone cream because progesterone is the hormone that is a precursor to other hormones, not just estrogen, but also testosterone. And testosterone is a huge contribution to our sex drive and our libido. Keeping that in mind, when you start using a progesterone cream, you may notice that you have a little bit better sex drive. I also want to touch on our mental outlook because I feel like the aging process, I know at least for me, and I'm referring to this second time around, it has been kind of an eye opener. At first, I wanted to fight it. At first, I wanted to deny that I was getting older. And it is something that I've had to really grasp that it's a blessing to get older. Even in Proverbs, it talks about having gray hair. That is our, our crowning glory. It's a blessing to be, to have that option to get older. Not everybody gets that. What I'm trying to say is that you need to be grateful for the aging process. There's only one other alternative, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it more gracefully. Along with accepting our age I mean, I get it. You're not 20 anymore, but your partner probably isn't 20 either anymore. And if they are 20, then you can just skip right past this uh, problem with reduced libido because you obviously don't have it if you're dating a 20-year-old at this point in your life, okay? Now, you're both not in your 20s and maybe just relaxing a little is going to help you taking some of the stress out, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but also changing that mental focus, focus on the areas of your body that you're proud of, that you are enjoying, that you are maintaining and doing a great job in doing that Changing your diet and adding exercise in is really going to help in that area also. Listening to music, especially for me, 80s music takes me back to the 80s. In my mind, listening to the songs, listening, it takes me back to the way I felt when I was younger and in my 20s. Try listening to music Try changing that mental thought and getting out of your own head. I like to try to focus on my husband and think about the things like, my husband has the most beautiful blue eyes. You know, remember those first flutters. Remember those thoughts that you had before you got married, maybe, or when things were really exciting and new. Kind of cultivate it in your brain that's what men do. Men think about sex all day, all the time. And that is why they can, you know, be ready for it a lot more often than we can. It's because they focus a lot on it. Now, I'm not telling you to let it rule your life. But I am saying that if you don't start enjoying it now or keep enjoying it now, then you will regret it when you are unable to enjoy it at all. Life is way too short to not enjoy everything that God has given us to enjoy. And guess what? This is one of the first things he blessed. So I like to really focus on sexy thinking a little. If that doesn't work, try drinking a little wine. Just take that edge off, but not too much because that actually has a numbing effect and you really don't want to go that route either. I feel like I could do an entire show on how to uh, keep your libido going as you're cruising through perimenopause and menopause. So be looking for that in the future. If you want to see some more information like that, you guys, please send me an email at the hot at gmail.com. And let me know if that's something you're interested in. All right, number four is insomnia. And I talk about this because the older we get, the harder it is to get a good night's sleep. And we need it more than we ever have. When you go to bed at night, your body takes that time to heal and repair while you're sleeping. And that is essential, especially the older we get, because we have a lot more healing and repairing that we need to do. Make sure you're doing everything in your power to get a really good night's sleep. Now, you know, I'm always going to recommend natural supplementation as much as possible. But if none of these work for you and you need to seek out your doctor, I'm sure that your doctor can offer some great suggestions too. For me, I have a couple of really great formulas that I really absolutely love. One is called Happy Sleeper. There's only one downfall to this Happy Sleeper. It smells really bad. It has valerian root in it. And that is a great muscle relaxer, but it also smells really bad. So I advise you when you want to take your capsules, I pour mine into the lid and then I just throw it in my mouth and drink some water with it, get it down that way. But it is such a great formula and it relaxes the entire body, not just the mind. Melatonin by itself will relax the mind and it puts your, it signals your body to shut down and go to sleep. But m- the ingredients that are in the happy sleeper can allow your entire body to participate in rest. And I always wake up feeling great. You need to plan the opportunity to sleep at least seven hours because it will not, it can cause you to be groggy if you're going for a lesser time frame. Another one that is a great option not to be taken at the same time, of course, as The Happy Sleeper. It's called Restful Night. I like taking that one too. I feel like taking anything regularly can develop a habit, you can become addicted to it. So you want to be cautious not to take melatonin or anything like that every single night, you've got to be careful with that. This one has GABA, which is an amino acid that will help you also be able to shut your brain down a little bit faster and not just the melatonin, but it's really good for a good night's sleep. Now, sometimes we wake up at like two or three o'clock in the morning and we just can't go back to sleep. We don't have a problem going to sleep, but we have a problem staying asleep. That can be caused by your adrenal glands. Stress can burn out your adrenal glands. Your adrenal glands are already reducing production as we get older because guess what? It's a hormone. I am a huge fan of a product called adrenal caps. They use a glandular derived usually from bovine and supportive herbs. According to studies, your body can mimic the DNA structure of that healthy glandular. Along with the supportive herbs, you can rebuild your adrenal glands to help them function better. And what you may notice is more energy during the day and a better, deeper sleep at night. Number five, and our last topic for today is moodiness. Mood swings are completely normal and part of perimenopause and premenopause. When I say mood swings, I mean one minute you're feeling great and happy, the next minute you're crying over a toilet paper commercial, and the next moment you're angry and you feel like you could just hurt somebody I went through this so bad the first time around, and I didn't know what was wrong. As a matter of fact, as I mentioned in the very first episode, I was seeing a mental health care professional. One minute, everything was normal and everything was fine. The next minute, I'm crying and angry. It's very normal when you're going through perimenopause. When you know what's happening, it's easier to deal with it. Whether it's stress, anxiety, or depression, if it's hormone-related progesterone cream worked great for me. It was something that I could tell a big difference, but I did need to add in some of those other supportive herbs. One of the things, a really good formula called menopausal relief. It has rhodiola in it. Rhodiola is an herb that can actually help with stress. It can help with cortisol production. So that is something that you seriously want to consider looking into. I am just going to mention a few things that are specific to stress. There's one that's called Calm Mind, and that is a magnesium supplement, which magnesium relaxes the body and also the bowels if you need that. And it has L-theanine in it, and that's a really great product. It's a powder, so you can actually make it as a drink or add it to a bottle of water and sip it throughout the day, a really great formula. Another one is Happy Camper. It is such a great formula. It's been around for so long. It has rhodiola in it, which I had talked about before. It has a uh, tryptophan which 5-HTP, 5-hydroxy tryptophan. It also has L-theanine in it, which is another great brain relaxation. And, and then what I love about this formula is it's actually called Happy Camper Stress Chill, but it has ginkgo biloba in it, which means it will help with cognitive thinking. It helps. It's a brain herb that will keep you sharp. So it doesn't make you tired. It just takes the stress away. I hope that these things are helpful for you and that you can find a few things that will help ease your symptoms and give you a little more peace of mind. Next week's show is going to be part three. And in that show, we're going to be talking about hair loss and actually weird hairs everywhere. And then we'll talk about weight gain, which is huge, brain fog, and a few others. Please tune in next week for Hot Flash Mama podcast. As always, I would love for you to tell your friends. Thank you.